right, welcome to episode two of the uh, lockdown special. How are you, the Blackjack Bandit? Uh, it's been um, another grueling, uh, I think it's, it's five days since we recorded. Um, and look, it's it's been more of the same. Um, every day feels like a continuous thing. I don't remember the last time I left the house. Um, and we've got to keep doing this for another three weeks now. So it's, it's been an interesting time, but we've got to make the, the best of a, of a strange situation. Yeah, every day is a Sunday, isn't it? That's really what it's come down to at this point, day eight. <laughs> That's what it feels like because Sunday is like a... Uh, it's like a weekend, so you're happy. But then you're also shitty there, you have to work tomorrow. And it just feels like a Sunday because every day is sort of a day off, but you, you can't do anything. You can't do anything fun. Every day is a day off, except it isn't a day off, and it's actually the middle of the week. <laughs> Did you watch the Phoenix play last night? <laughs> I uh, I did. It was good to have sport back um, after a long wait. Uh, very very tough result. Um, going down one 0 to Perth Glory seemed to be our bogey team this season. Mm. Um, we were away from home in the distance derby, so that was a bit tough on us. I thought. Yeah, it was it was strange. So I didn't I didn't hear anything about uh about us the the A League staying up again, which was quite strange. But um, and also didn't know how the Phoenix got to Perth um, or anything like that. But it was it was good to have them back. But just a shame about the result. Yeah, I think the boys will come back a bit stronger next week. Um, maybe take a few learnings away from this performance. Um, a few tactical errors, I thought. Ben Wayne not coming on was a bit of a, a shame, I thought. Um, and probably can be improved and prone next time. Oh yeah, well, anytime you don't bring him on, it's uh, it's a big mistake on the manager's behalf. And um, I think he really could have injected some uh, extra much-needed pace uh, in the game. Um, but just in general, like the, the coaching was pretty poor. We with our um, from our style of play that we've gotten so accustomed to this season, and um, we basically just let Perth attack us, and we played the counter attack, which is. You know, it's, it's not what we've seen from uh, Old Fitelle this season. No, it wasn't very uh, fluid, was it? It was very um, stop-start performance, and they never really got going. I mean, look, we're a team that, that has punched above our weight all season, and it seems as if we were playing, uh, you know, each, each player's skill level was determined by their FIFA rating or something, which, which isn't quite fair on us because... Um, no, there were no we were form ratings either. I heard. It was oh, really? in the original rating, so when we had lost four games, so I think um, we'll have to start an inquiry into this. That's that's atrocious, but there's 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 nothing new about that with the FFA. Once again, the Phoenix draw the uh, short straw and get shafted. Yeah, it's really a bit upsetting. I think. Um, what did uh, was there any wagering action at um, wagering with Wiley? Wagering with what form is yet to return. Um, well, the line today wasn't too bad, actually. The, the line, how many cases were there today? 89. Um, I think you said it at 70 and a half. What was my line? Oh, okay, I think it was no, 70 and a half. Most people yeah. put the under. So yeah, I took under. Deceptively good line. On paper, it's a bad line, but deceptively, 
That's what you want. That's what you want. Now I bring but, up I bring um, up the triple W because I want to get odds on another market, um, if I will. Oh, live. Live odds. Um, could I get Sir Mike Bush? Yes or no? What what do you what do you what do you mean? Uh, can I get the police commissioner Mike Bush to be knighted by the end of uh, this year? Oh, oh! He just retired today, and uh, he's been a police officer for forty something years. So I can see it happening. He also dealt with the Christchurch uh, Christchurch um, attacks, really led led from the front there. So. Um... <laughs> Think, um, I think I can definitely offer you odds on that. Fantastic! Um, I'm happy to offer you. I'm, I'm happy to offer you two dollars twenty odds on that. Yes. Oh. Wow. Low. I, I think I think it's quite likely. The more I think about that. Yeah, it does. Can I multi it with Sir Ashley Bloomfield too? What odds do I give you on Ashley Bloomfield? Uh, Six dollar odds. Why don't I just give you two twenty? Mm. Um, let me pull up the uh, handy dandy multi calculator, which is also just a regular calculator. Um, so you'd be getting thirteen dollars twenty odds on that multi. Right, I'll lock that in. Lock me in for that. All right, that's that's locked in. Perfect. Yeah, no, I think um, it'll be interesting to see, but they must they must get some award by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think Mike Bush is an absolute lock, really. Um, yeah, two twenty odds think, is a bit of a steal there. Um, yeah, really, I'm I'm giving you mates rates there. Um, thank you, I do do. Uh, thank you for your service, Ashley Bloomfield. That'll be interesting. Um, could could do, but I mean, at the same time, maybe not. Um. Who else did you try to get odds? Was it just Ashley Bloomfield? I think it was. I can't remember anyone else. I think I had a, a positivity under uh, under parlay where I had Ashley Bloomfield to get a knighthood and under cases on the day, but I think it was over cases on the day. So that, yeah, scuppered it. That's tough, but um, you bring up a good point. Uh, a new new facet of uh, wagering with Wiley's come up. Um, we're offering like the shark with the team. We've got our very own uh, Anthony Trollman on board, and he's um, he's doing his own special feature every day called Tony's Positivity Parlay, and that's basically and a lot of new recoveries, and it's uh, he gets pretty good odds on them, and it's one it's one and three now. So look, you got a thirty odds multi. If you want your fantasy gambling bank account to uh, to go up, that could be the play. That could be the TAB where the things never win. No, the bonus bets yeah, are actually I good. On, I get, yeah, I get, I get real, uh, real experts on here. The most important question is: This is going to continue when sports actually back. Can we have some proper odds on uh, the Phoenix winning the toilet seat, please? Oh, oh. Okay, so that depends. If you want um, odds that void in the result of a um, of the league being cancelled, I would give you eight dollar odds. Ooh, love that value. Um, let's see. 
And then in the if you want odds on uh, it not being voted when when if the league is cancelled, I'll give you uh, I'll have it. I'll go four dollar odds. Oh, delightful! Just an all round good value. Yes, there you go. Alrighty, well, the next uh, little segment we thought, because we're missing um, our pub of the week, we thought we'd go with a uh, fun fact section. Um, have you got your fun facts ready, Tom? I have a multitude of fun facts in front of me. Um, this will be an interesting segment. We we discussed picking a topic, but uh, Bamber insisted we um, we just sort of freestyle it, and then if a theme emerges, then we'll, we'll roll with that. So I've, I've got a great one to start with. It's um, in Switzerland. It is illegal to own just one guinea pig. You must own either no guinea pigs or multiple guinea pigs. Wow, that is a fun fact. Like, does it have a reason? Shut down. Um, they're social animals, and they're considered victims of abuse if they're alone. Wow, that is a fun fact. I do like that fun fact. Look, when schools closed, it's up to uh, the entertainers of the country to to keep uh, the education rates of the country high, and we're just doing a, a public service right now. Yeah, the more you know. There you then, go. Would you like would my you, next fun would fact? You like to throw on a fun fact? Oh well, yes, um, absolutely. Dartmouth's unofficial mascot is a bear keg called Keggy the Keg. <laughs> That's elite. Isn't Dartmouth a, uh, quite an elite school as well? Yeah, I think it's an Ivy League school by all accounts. Hold on, let's do a quick Google search of that too. It's a private like university. It's got a long history of Google. It is an Ivy League school. Google searches in this. That is, I respect that a lot. You can be smart, but you can still be a uh, an alcoholic, much like the hosts of this very podcast. Exactly, exactly. I've got another one lined up for you. All right, hit me with it. The 29th of May is officially put a pillow on your fridge day. (laughs) (laughs) I've marked it in my calendar. Lock it in. uh, If we're still locked down, I will be participating. You're doing God's work. Absolutely. Um, Jack Daniel, the founder of the whiskey, died from kicking a safe. From kicking a safe? Yeah. When he kicked it, he broke his toe, which got infected. He eventually died from blood poisoning. <laughs> How long ago was this? Oh, I don't know. It hasn't got a date on it. Hold on. Another quick <laughs> Google search. <laughs> Not ready for follow-ups. Oh, I've just got fun facts in front of me. I don't have follow-ups. You just got to... Oh, no, that's the company. I want the no. man. Jack Daniel Mann is the Google search. He died in 1911. I've got a a doozy coming up for you. All right, hit me with it. Bananas are curved because they grow towards the sun. Wow, that is a doozy. That is a real doozy. Oh, I did not know that one. Okay, I'll make sure you get that. I'm a bit surprised. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I've got oh, I've got so many I could hit you with. Oh, this is a gold mine. All right, hit me again then. All right. <laughs> Did I catch you out there? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just I'm just enjoying these within my head at the moment. But 
I can hit you with. Movie trailers were originally shown after the movie, which is why they were called trailers. Ah, that is a doozy. Do you want another there doozy? You go. I've got the uh, the NYPD had a police officer follow Andre the Giant whenever he went out drinking. This was to make sure he didn't get drunk and fall on people. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Do you want another? I'll hit you with another one seeing as I stitched you up. Yes, please. In 1998, David Bowie released an internet provider called Bowie Net. Subscribers were offered exclusive content in a Bowie Net email that was shut down in 2006. That's just wounded. Why would you? Oh. Oh. All right, I've got another one. Why would you get internet from David Bowie? Yeah, go on. Go yeah, that's a bit tough. Yeah, that's, a, that's a tough scene. But this one's even better. In 18th century England, having a pineapple was a symbol of wealth because of high import fees. They used to be used as displays instead of eaten. Oh my. Are you a, uh, are you a pineapple on pizza guy? Yeah, I am. Good. Good. I, um, I respect that. It's one of those things I don't have a strong opinion on, but if someone offered me it, I'd say yes. Very fair. Very fair. Um, I'm glad that we go around eating pineapples because they are they are divine in my they are divine. Opinion. They really add to the flavour. You know, it just adds that like sweet little kick. You know, I like that a lot. Mm. Um, another doozy for you. Ooh. Nearly three percent of the ice in Antarctica is penguin urine. Ah, interesting. <laughs> there you go. Makes sense. It does make sense, but just you would think of it until uh, you were told on a podcast. All right, are you ready for my next my next two facts? I have got a couple of rippers here, or three, go three. I'm very ready. Well, All you right. go three, then I'll say three, and then we'll move on, shall we? Yeah, go on. This is probably a very wounding segment. <laughs> So, bookworms are actual <laughs> insects that bore holes in books. A major book-feeding insect is a paper louse which feeds on microscopic mould and poorly kept books. That's... <laughs> wow. Um, did you also know that bees actually have knees? <laughs> so when you say the bees' knees, it's actually true? No, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a leap. And then the last but not least, um, Madagascar got its name when Marco Polo misspelt it. The name stuck in the island was christened to that name in 1500. What, what was the uh, name meant to be? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. Hold on. I didn't even look it up. You need Mad- to be ready for these follow-ups. Madagascar. All right. Should we do a bit of Wikipedia club? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, as you know, Madagascar is officially the Republic of Madagascar, um, previously known as the Malagasy Republic, and it's an island country in the Indian Ocean. Wow. Wow. I don't know wow. how to get Madagascar from Malagasy. No, well, that wasn't the misspelling. Hold on. Just, <laughs> just but wait, there's more. I'll jump the gun. Um, oh, no. I've, I've probably jumped the gun myself. I don't think I can find it now. <laughs> oh, no. I think it might have been Malagasy. That's window. That's extremely Who, who discovered it? Christopher Columbus. No, um, it's saying Portuguese discovered it. Oh, it says Diogo Diaz. They must have been dyslexic. Yeah. Diogo Diaz, dyslexic. Diaz. 
Oh, do you want a fun fact involving New Zealand, involving Madagascar? I'd love one, actually. Total up. All right. Traditionally, archaeologists have estimated that the earliest settlers arrived in successive waves and outrigger canoes from the Sunda Islands throughout the period between 350 BC and 550 AD, while others are cautious about dates earlier than 250 AD. In either case, however, these dates make Madagascar the largest major landmass on Earth to be settled by humans, except for ice and New Zealand at this time. Oh. Yeah. So, one up. Let's go. <laughs> How good. Well done. All right. What's you got one, Madagascar, now. Yeah. I'll drop a three doozies on you. My first doozy. Dying is illegal in the House of Parliaments in the UK. <laughs> what happens if you die? Um, well, apparently the law is in place because anyone who dies in the House of Parliaments is entitled to a state funeral. Ah, there you go. So there you go. Very, you could have a very nice funeral if you died in the in the UK Parliament. So keep that in mind. Just yeah, um, I've noted, noted. I'll leave that one until last because that's a great little doozy. Um, I look forward to it already. Uh, minor doozy for the second to last, the penultimate one. Uh, an apple, potato, and onion all taste the same if you eat them with your nose plugged. That is interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting because apparently our sense of taste is 80% made up of our smell. So if you, uh, you plug your nose, you lose 80% of your taste. Very, very interesting. But the real, the dooziest of the doozy, there's an official wizard of New Zealand. Oh, how good is it? The Christchurch wizard. Uh, well, in 1990, the Prime Minister of New Zealand appointed Ian Brankenbury uh, Channel, <laughs> who was an old friend, as the wizard of New Zealand. It doesn't sound like New Zealand not giving old friends <laughs> favours. <laughs> No, 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 not not the New Zealand I know. Hey, well, that, that's um. Oh, thank you. I've really enjoyed that fun fact session. It started a new journey for me, actually. How can I become the next wizard of New Zealand? Yeah, well, imagine that. Surely, like DB will offer you something for Lion Brown. Maybe the Lion Brown wizard. Oh my god! <laughs> Black Hat right. at the first wizard of Lion Brown. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna research this. And then I'm going to report back on the next podcast about how my new journey of becoming the uh, the next official wizard of New Zealand because um, that sounds fucking awesome. Hey, well, I'm actually really, really looking forward to this. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. It is my new dream. All righty. Do you want to start off the list this week? <laughs> okay. So um, the list this week... Uh, we've we've decided on something that's going to really rile up our audience members. Uh, we've gone for worst places in New Zealand. Um, obviously very contentious. Um, people don't want to hear their hometown mentioned on here. Um, and around, yeah, just in general, it'll it'll stir up a lot of controversy. Um, I've been nominated to go first because there was no pre-planning. And as I do these lists off the top of my head, um, anyway, I'm used to this. Bamber's not. But I will kick off my number five 
ironically, with my hometown, Pyro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got no complaints. You want to give your reasoning? Uh, look, there's, it's like any place. It's got its good bits and its bad bits. Um, it's just the fact that the good bits and the bad bits are so different from each other that it doesn't even feel like a uh, a united community. Speaking as a former slash semi current resident, um, when uh, when someone asked me where I'm from, I'd often just say Wellington, because if you uh, you're from Prairie, it's assumed that you are you're you're from the not so nice bits, and uh, you have some awkward explaining to do. Um, look, you, you drive into Pororo, it's a very depressing place. Uh, most of the buildings are run down. The mall, even though it's not really that old, looks like it, it's from um, probably the 70s and it hasn't been touched. Um, you've just got, in general, um, there's some nice places around, you know, bars and stuff, don't get me wrong, but within central Pororo, I wouldn't I wouldn't venture any of them. That's uh, deep muggle mob territory. <laughs> Um, and just in general, it's, um, it's not very picturesque. Um, the, the harbour has a major pollution problem and in the nice bits of Pororo, uh, you'll find there's nothing to do, which is the key reason of why I've moved out of Pororo. Understandable. So you are now a newly minted Lower Hutt resident as you, you've now crossed the divide. You are a Hutt Valley ite. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you've seen the light. I, I absolutely have seen the light in Pyro. It's very cloudy in the hut. You get a uh, nice picturesque view of the uh, Wellington Harbour. It is beautiful in the hut. It is. And we'll find that out next week or the next episode, rather. And it's, it's good. Are you going to tease that, are you? Nice, nice. Yeah, All just right, we'll drop the T's in. Lay on your number five. Um, so I've gone a bit contentious with my number five. Um, I've gone Dunedin. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, regular listeners to the podcast would have heard it on my most overrated things and uh, it comes in in the worst cities because if you take away the students there's actually nothing there um, it's just a, a hole uh, it's cold um, yeah I, I just didn't them since number five Number five, nice, Dunedin. I know a few people will be quite triggered by that, namely uh, Tony's Positivity Parley contributor, um, Anthony Shulman. Mm. Um, he'll, he'd say that the, the culture really makes up for the lack of modern facilities and um, and general um, dishevelment of the, um, the location. What do you have to say about that? Um. I would just have to say you shouldn't have to make up for those sorts of things. Um, you know, a place should be nice and hospitable. And while Dunedin is hospitable, it's certainly not nice. And that's why it's number five, not not, not higher in the list. I like that. Right. My number four, I, um, a place where I was forced to spend much of my uh, childhood holidays. Um, and it's really just put a, uh, just a sour taste to my mouth of the place. Uh, too ringy. <laughs> it's fair. There's not a lot to do there. No. Once again, common thing here. Very, very little to do. Um, unless you're into into fly fishing or something, which I um I wouldn't say I actively seek out going to do. Um, I think when my family ventured up there, 
we used to walk the exact same track every day. And then uh, dad would go fly fishing um, and we'd just sit inside playing Nintendo DS or whatever. Um, never really in- enjoying the uh, benefits of going to a uh, to a different location for a holiday. We could have just done that at home. But um, as I've gotten older and I take uh, road trips with with friends, we always drive through there. I don't think we're going to stop there because, again, there's nothing to do. No Apparently the golf stop. courses are right. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the golf courses are right. Um, there is one thing to do. Uh, they have a very nice uh, truck stop where which doubles as a uh, as a, an eatery, a diner, so you'd say. Um, very generous portions, but um, I wouldn't say the the food health safety is very very up to standard. And that's um, why it's number four, not not number five, course. and not you know further down the list because it does it has its good bits, but it just doesn't have many of them. Yes, and and also you can't forget. Uh, I I once stopped for petrol there and. Uh, very soon, uh, every other pump was uh, was tended to by a gang member. So, again, very heavy gang. Inclusive population. of you? Um, not something I look for. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, that's yeah. I'd rather not not live in a in a place or visit a place with a uh, with a heavy presence of such members of society. If I'm honest, I'd, I'd rather let the uh, I'd rather let the, the Black Jet Bandit be the toughest. Hey, well, I like your reasoning. I like your reasoning. Um, we'll go my number four now is uh, Omaru. There's Ooh. not a lot to do in Omaru. Um, and when you're driving through it, it just seems to go on and on and on until you're still in Omaru because it keeps going on and on and on. And it's... Um, it's also a poor man's Dunedin, which moves it to number four, um, above Dunedin. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, not a fan, not a fan. I respect that opinion. Um, I distinctly remember almost this time last year, our um, uh, infamous road trip to Dunedin, which is well documented on the podcast. Um, the drive down there, you warned me, that um, Omaru is, is a town that is a lot more much bigger than it needs to be, and you are right. It just it keeps going much, much longer than it should. Yeah, and it's just you could easily do without it. It's um, it really adds no value to our road trip or the South Island, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> very, very fair criticism. And apart from they did win the uh, Heartland Championship, so we'll, we'll shout them out, North Otago. Um, so in that regard, they were right. Other than rugby, there's nothing there and nothing to do, and it's boring. And yeah, number three seems to be quite a common theme. Uh, nothing to do on this list. Obviously, we yeah, uh, we oh, it's about to change. It's about to change. I promise you. We need to be engaged. Oh, oh, oh! All right, stay tuned. With that little teaser, I'll, I'll drop my number three. And um, this number three, I don't know how you're going to react to this. It's um, it's a lot small. More than the places that we've been uh, we've been talking about, it's a uh, it's a suburb within a within a large city. It's New Brighton. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a good call. <laughs> I like that. And yeah, um, give me give us your reasoning. You've had one visit. What was what was your verdict? <laughs> Look, um, 
friend of the podcast and uh, former guest host, uh, Sanjay Cooper, and uh, myself when we were visiting Bamba down in the lovely garden city, which is uh, by no means um, brought down by New Brighton. We regard that as a uh, completely disjointed part. Um, but we, we were hounding Bamba to, to take us to New Brighton because we were interested. We'd seen the photos of the pair. Um, it was like a nice little beach town. It was an adventure. We thought, look, we want to go to New Brighton. Also, we just wanted to piss you off because it was so, so far out of the way. Um, and you'd, you'd have to drive us if we just kept annoying you about it. Um, but when we arrived there, um, might be the most depressing place we've ever been in my life. Um, I think I could count the number of shops that weren't boarded up on one hand. Um, everything was in a state of disrepair. Uh, it was a very overcast day, so the beach didn't look particularly nice. There was the odd nice house and nice shop popping up, but again, just just a depressing place. Um, it was it was red zone of the earthquake right behind it, so it, it looks like it should be a significant place because there's absolutely nothing in the surrounding areas, but it's it's... To put it to put it nicely, it's it's just a heap of shit. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got anything extra to add. I think you've covered all um, the points. Shall we move to my number three? Go on, hit me with it. I'm now, it's, it's not so much worst as it is overrated, and the next three go along the same lines of worst slash overrated. Number three for me is Todonga. Um, it's just a small It's got a very elderly population. Um, it's only good for two days a year. Um, they steal all the cricket games, which riles me up. Um, you know, the Basin and Hagley Oval are two of the more picturesque venues and, uh, the Bay Oval is not one with its salt mound behind it. Um, yeah, I just feel like Totong is one of those places where it's got big, personally. it's got popular, but it doesn't make it good. And so that's why it's number three on my list. Oh, that's scorching. What are you, what are your opinions on Mount Monganui exclusively? Um, t- to be honest, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between the two places other than Mount Monganui, the the big mound itself. <laughs> See, I central Tauranga to me, very overrated. Yes, very, yeah, uh, yeah, Tauranga City. No good. Very overrated. Mount Monganui might be my favourite holiday destination in, in the country. Ooh, that is yeah. outrageous. I know. Well, what, what do you go for? Uh, well, we like different types of holidays, evidently. I'm a big ski, oh, yeah. ski yeah. fan. I like my winter holiday. Also, Topo. Topo is a great underrated destination. Yeah, that's up there. That's up there. But I yeah, Mount Monganui probably come up on top for me as long as you get a good place in Mount Monganui because there are some shitters. Oh well, I mean it's not Totonga, so there you go. I won't shit on Mount Monganui just yet. All right, I'm I'm gonna give you a real abstract answer here. Um, it's not a place per se as much as it is a uh, a stretch of roading. Um, okay. okay, it is. It's like on the state highway one. In between Christchurch City and Ashburton. Yeah, it's a good call. There's, there's not a lot there. That, 
That is soul sucking. That is nothing but an Arab straight roads, hedges, and cows. Yeah, yeah, that's very is dire is the word you would use to describe that stretch of road. I mean, oh, the um, if I didn't have great company with me while I was journeying on that stretch of road, I um, I don't know what I would have done. Just probably broken down in tears. I've uh, faced with an hour of um, of staring at absolutely nothing. Um, the only other stretch of road in New Zealand that rivals that one, the amount of uh, boring, is uh, the, the little stretch of road, I believe it's State Highway 2, between Taupo and Rotorua. Um, that's also quite boring as well. That's just pine trees. Um but nothing compares to the ash burdens across your road. With infrastructure. Um, oh no, just, just the distractingness, just, just real brain number. Mm, that's a good call. It's interesting that you mentioned Rotorua because Rotorua is my number two for worst cities in New Zealand. It's, um, it's incredibly Ooh. overrated. It smells. Um, <laughs> There's not a lot to do there. Like, you know, there's the luge and there's the, the mountain biking tracks and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you're not into that, then that, and there's nothing else. That is that is what Rotorua is. Um, did I mention it smells? That's You can add that one to the list. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. I'd, I'd actually say the opposite. I think Rotorua is underrated. I'd wow. Personally, I wouldn't live there. Um yeah, well, but imagine living there. It. Imagine a, yeah. living there. Oh, no. Living there would be pretty dire. It'd um, be soul-sucking. But... It'd be I like driving between Christchurch and Ashburton. Okay, okay. Fair. Look, I think, I think there's um, more to do there than you think. Mm. Um, I think there's, uh, there's a little bit of something for everyone, but it is... It is definitely more targeted towards international tourists than uh, than Kiwis. So it's not real um, New Zealand. Another a bigger defining factor in my Rotorua is underrated is because any place with a Carl's Jr. is underrated in New Zealand. I'm just trying to think, is there a Carl's Jr. in Pepperine? No, that's a Wendy's. Wendy's uh, overrated. Okay. Wendy's Very overrated. overrated. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Is there a Carl's Jr. in Rotorua? Yeah, that's uh, where is it? I'm pretty, yes, there's definitely one in Rotorua because I've been to it. Um, <laughs> the more you know, I don't know, I don't know enough about <laughs> there's enough, I don't know enough about uh, Rotorua geography or Carl's so, Jr. locations, evidently. Oh, Carl's Jr. locations, yeah, I should get a tattoo of Carl's Jr. locations because they're fantastic, but odds. <laughs> What odds? <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe when lockdowns over. <laughs> no home homemade tattoos for the Black Jack Bandit. No, depends how long this goes on for. I could get into some real weird shit if, uh, <laughs> if this goes on for too long. Learn a new skill, tattooing yourself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, what's your number one, sir? Hit me with it. Oh. Well, number one, in a uh, 
in a place with many, many great towns and places in a country such as New Zealand, um, it's hard to pick a pick a worse place. Um, it's quite a tough list to fill. I'll just, it took me a long time to fill out anything um, after one. Yeah, that's, that's, I know you've got an easy one. Um, that would have been probably top up until a couple of months ago where I went to your number one destination, actually with you on one of those occasions, um, twice, and I really enjoyed my time and I changed my opinion on it. Um, interesting, interesting. So it is, it is quite a tough one for me. I'm, um, to be honest, I'm still stalling for time trying to think of it. Um, so, since your one's so easy, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, give me the floor. Uh, well, it's Auckland. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like Auckland. I uh, don't like the people that live there. I oh, know that's a bit harsh. Um, I don't know. It's just a, it's, it doesn't feel like New Zealand. You know, if you go anywhere else in New Zealand, it feels like New Zealand. You go to Auckland, it feels like a mini Sydney. It's just dirty and it's crowded and you know, it's a horror to get round. Costs fifty bucks to get from Centre City to the airport, which is horrific. Um on Hola beep beep. Um it's yeah, nah, I don't like Auckland and it's quite a clear number one for me. The other ones, the other four I can kinda of get all you know, like I don't mind them. They were like the the the, be- the worst of a best bunch. Auckland's by far and away streets ahead of uh, any other place for being the worst place in New Zealand. I I respect that. Um, look, yeah, I think I used to think that, but um, I've definitely come around on Auckland now. I've um, I've decided you you can have a lot of fun there, but you have to have the money if you were just middle class yeah. or especially it's if a, you were it is a, a decent place to go for a weekend. Any more time yeah. than two to three days is horrific. Imagine living there. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, to be to be fair, I mean we've only really explored the CBD, which most of the population and West Auckland live in. We did. We oh, did. Yes, and West Auckland. Yeah, Henderson. We spent a good amount of time. Okay, in Henderson. to be fair, I wouldn't. I wouldn't live there either. That was a bit of a hole. Um, but. Look, those nice suburbs, if you could afford them, they'd, they'd probably be quite a nice place to live, but it'd be a major adjustment compared to anywhere else in New Zealand. Um, it's just the fact that there's always something going on there. Yeah, it's it's, it's so odd because, like, you know, no, not compared to Auckland, but Christchurch and Wellington are big cities, but they don't feel like Auckland do, or does, rather. Oh, yeah, no. Auckland's a different level. Yeah. Have you got your number one yet? I was stalling for time a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I do actually. I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner because this is a very strong opinion actually. Um, I visited this place once. Um, it's it's very hot. Oh. It's very hot. Oh, I think I know um, what it might be. And the hype is just, well, what do you think it is? Um, well, my two guesses, my first thought was Hamilton. No, no, Hamilton's a lovely place. Okay, my second thought was Queenstown. No, I haven't actually been to Queenstown. Oh, we have to add that one to our next trip. We do. This place, this is New Plymouth. Oh, wow, that is scorching. Look, New Plymouth. It's uh, it's it's trying to push its way into the uh, the elite 
large towns slash small cities in New Zealand. Yeah, it's just not wrong. near there for me. Um, it's got a beach, but you it's it's stones, and you're not really supposed to swim in it because it's dangerous. So there goes the uh, the best part of having a beachside town gone. Mm. Um, it's pretty much just one massive long street, which is excessively long, um, dotted with fast food chains, supermarkets, and uh, not much else. Uh, you've got the odd Irish bar and stuff, but uh, the high... The, stadium, you, the stadium's broken. You can add that one to the list. The stadium's broken. It's uh, It tries to uh, take on Wellington's hipster culture thing, and it it's a fucking small farmer's fucking city. So, good luck yeah, I like their drinking, and they also ditched the Hurricanes, so that, that's a strike on their record. That's a very fair point, actually. Um, I just, I don't understand New Plymouth in general. It's it's literally one street, and the street's not really that good. See, I'm surprised it's your number one. I do, now you've kind of listed it out. It wouldn't make my top five, and it's made your number one, which I'm a bit, yeah, a bit surprised. Obviously, my number one is going to be very clear because there is one city that I do not like. <laughs> It's, it's, it's fair. I do see where you're coming from from that. And up until very recently, I would have put Auckland as my number one as well. Okay. But I like New Plymouth like stands out to me as an incredibly uh, overrated place. And just in general, because of the hype it receives, it just is worse in my mind than it probably actually is. But I, yeah, I don't get, I don't get New Plymouth. Yeah. Also the Taranaki hardcore shit. On its own. Oh yeah, so, that's horrific. Yeah, fucking wounding. So yeah, that, that puts it very. Also, a mountain that you can never see because it's always overcast. <laughs> also, a good point. But like, yeah, you're not wrong. I, hey, can, well, I can go on and on, but look, I think uh, you've you've covered it. I think you're, you're all over it like a rash. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, well, lovely to see you. To see you, lovely. This has been another fantastic episode. Um, stay tuned for more. Tom, you want to see us yes. out? All the black. Uh, absolutely, out. absolutely. Don't know who Tom is. Um, look, we'll uh, we'll try get a get an agenda for the next episode because this one's been very off the top of our heads and we're really struggling for topics. Clearly, um, post apocalypse. So we'll um, we'll liaise. Um, we will we'll come back to you with a fresh episode in the weekend. Um, Sounds lovely. Up the fucking Knicks, up Lion Brown, up Jager Bombs, fuck COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, and uh, Tinakoto, 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 Katol. See you later, cucks. Why is there no COVID-19 cases in Antarctica?